Doug Colbert and Billy Martin, and the Yankees want the bat. Look at Martin. Well, what they're talking about, Frank, is that he's got too much fine tire, and uh, you've got to have a certain amount of distance from the trademark of the bat and the fine tire. And Nettles is leaving the field as if the game is over. Oh, he's just coming in. I'm not sure. Uh, they might have a legitimate uh, gripe. They might be going to call George Brett out. Well, the end is win. He's out. Yes, sir. Brett is out. Look at, look at this. Brett is out. And he's demon back. He is out. And having to be forcibly restrained from hitting plate umpire Tim McClellan. And welcome back to Too Much Pod Tower. I'm your host, Alex Keeler. And I can be found on Twitter at Keeler Scorecrow, at K-I-E-L-A-R Scorecrow. And today we have a special episode. I have joining me for an interview, Major League Baseball attorney and boxer Rachel Luba. So, Rachel, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. It's definitely a good thing for both of us to have, you know, have you uh, have you on here for an interview. It's, you know, it gets both, uh, both of our names out there. So, uh, where can we find you on on any of your social medias yeah um i'm on uh, instagram at lubes world um l-u-b-e-s world so that's my main um i guess social media account okay so and then do you have like a twitter or anything like that um i do but i rarely use it i just use it to for the most part follow baseball stuff so um yeah, and to be honest, I don't even remember my Twitter account name. But I'm, sur- okay. I'm sure if you search my name, Rachel Luba, you'll find it. Yeah, and it's definitely good that you have an Instagram that you use, and then people can, you know, interact with you on there and stuff. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, first off, the first question is going to be just, you know, how, how about you, like, go ahead and tell tell us a little bit about yourself, like, where you grew up, your favorite hobbies. So, I... Grew up in Monterey, California. Um, I was a gymnast starting at the age mm-hmm. of two and wow. competed nationally um, all the way through high school and then ended up um, doing gymnastics at UCLA. So that's, I guess, where that was the beginning of my like journey into baseball um, once I got to UCLA. Um, so anyways, I finished while I was at UCLA when I, I ended up retiring from gymnastics towards the end. And then I got into boxing, started fighting, uh, doing that. And then just in terms of like a career path, I guess I was always drawn towards the individual athlete, um, given like my background as a gymnast, which is an individual sport, you know, um, and then even as a boxer was always more, um, yeah, I guess, drawn towards the individual athlete as opposed to a team. So I knew I wanted mm-hmm. to work in sports. And so it seemed kind of naturally like fitting to work with the individual athletes as opposed to, you know, working for a team. Um, so started thinking about becoming an agent, um, got to know a lot of baseball players while I was at UCLA. I grew up with three brothers too. So kind of just used Mm. to always hanging around guys. Um, And then basically from there, from UCLA, um, went and got my law degree 
specifically because I knew I wanted to be an agent. And that was kind of the advice I was given because especially because of my gender was get a law degree. So I did that and then mm-hmm. kind of just went from there. Definitely interesting. And, um, you know, kind of leading off of that, what what is kind of your, your, you know, your daily routine for your job? Like every day, what do you do? Yeah, so I started out um, specifically doing like uh, working on salary arbitration cases Mm -hmm. so I don't know how familiar you are with salary arbitration but it's like a so after players have basically three years of service in the big leagues they get to like teams control their they own their contract for six years right after six years they Mm -hmm. become a free agent but once so up until then uh, they can unilaterally decide what to pay you while they own your contract but after three years of service, you essentially get the player gets to negotiate with the team what they're going to be paid. If they don't come to an agreement, obviously on a salary, they go to an arbitration panel who ultimately decides um, their salary. So basically from three years to six years when they become a free agent, while the team still owns their contract and controls them, they the player has some sort of say put into their what they're getting paid. So that's what I was working with um, mostly to start out. And I ended up, I was working as an attorney for the union. So the Players Association doing Mm -hmm. uh, their arbitration cases. And then I'm actually kind of at, a, I guess, changing point um, right now where I've kind of decided I ended up getting certified as an agent um, in January and then kind of starting out or figuring out, um, you know, representing players and doing that and now going down that path. But it's, for the most part, things are pretty slow um, during season. Like, that's my off-season somewhat. Mm. Day to day, just like, I mean, go to a lot of games, you know, touching base, keeping up with players, you know, a lot of times helping find them, um, you know, marketing opportunities or things like that and right now just kind of setting up figuring out what kind of my path uh, from here but during the off season is when like things are crazy um, especially just with salary arbitration and mm-hmm. everything from just basically valuing the players um, coming up with where we kind of think they're the, uh, like what their worth is counter arguments things like that preparing the case all that yeah that's definitely definitely really interesting to hear more about it because i knew i knew a little bit about arbitration and all that stuff but you know to get some insight on it it's it's really interesting to learn more so thank you for sharing that yeah for sure it's definitely something i think a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't know about to be honest most players like until they get to that point don't know anything about it either really Oh yeah. So going off here, you know, we're talking about being a gymnast. So what, what was your uh, favorite routine to do in a, or event that you did? Um, I would say I was best at balance beam, but that's not to say that it didn't scare like the shit out of me. Um, mm. a majority of the time, but it was always kind of my like strongest event. So yeah, that was, yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, 
So next question is, I could see on Instagram you have a lot, a lot of uh, travel photos and stuff like that. So what was, what are some of your, you know, favorite memories of traveling? What like a few favorite places you've been to? Yeah. So I love to travel. Um, mm-hmm. To me, like ever since I was young, my, you know, my, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, parents that took us to a lot of different places and just with gymnastics too, I got an opportunity to travel all over. But, and so that's kind of still something I try to do to this day. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough also to have a career, I guess, where I can, a lot of the work can be done on the road and it's mm-hmm. flexible from, you know, where I do the work. So try to travel as much as possible. I would say my favorite places, probably one of the most eye-opening, like, places I've been was Myanmar, which is, which was formerly Burma. That is, so it's kind of near, uh, it's right near Thailand. So to be honest, like, I had no idea where it was. Um, I had a friend, I was studying for the bar exam. And one mm-hmm. of my best friends was living in Thailand at the time teaching. And I, you know, text her, I told her, you know, when I finish taking the bar, I want to travel, like, can I come meet up with you in Thailand? And she was mm-hmm. like, wow. um, you know, she goes, actually, like, I'm just, she was teaching English there. So she was like, I'm actually just finishing up on those dates. Like I told her the date. She's like, I'm going to be just traveling around for three weeks before she goes, she was going to hike the base camp of Everest. So I was oh, like, wow. all right. I was like, cool. Well, on those dates, like, where are you going to be? And she was like, I'm going to be in Myanmar. And I had no idea. I had never heard of Myanmar. So I Googled it mm-hmm. really quickly. I saw a few Google images and I was like, oh, this place looks really pretty. And so mm-hmm. I booked a flight there and that was it. And then once I booked that flight, my parents and like friends and family, everyone was like, do you know where that is? Like, that's, you know, it's a communist country. It's, you know, it's a third world country. Like, what are you doing? Really dangerous place, blah, blah, blah. And Mm -hmm. so I was definitely like, everyone was really nervous, I guess, for me to go there. And I have to say it was probably one of like the coolest places I've ever been. Totally underrated. Like, everyone had all these bad things to say about it and even I guess like in Thailand like the Burmese people are kind of are they look down upon them um so it's like not a very respected like country just even amongst like Southeast Mm -hmm. Asia but and they actually they just opened the borders for the west like four years prior to when I went there so barely the people there only young kids spoke English because they're trying to learn for tourism and mm. they had really never seen like Westerners. Like we, I was probably the only Westerner I saw when I was there, maybe like one other, like, I think we saw like a German couple. That was it. Like no one mm. really goes there, but the nicest people, the most beautiful country. Um, it was just like, that was an incredible experience just to be, um, I don't know, just to see such a like, I don't know, like, amazing country and, like, group of people that clearly, like, the rest of the world is so, like, and they're just so misunderstood to the rest of the world. Yeah, that sounds like an awesome trip. I would definitely love to go out there sometime. It sounds, sounds like, it sounds beautiful. Yeah. And I've, well, I've actually never been out, like, outside the country, so that would be one of the places I look to go to. Really? When never to like Canada or yeah. Mexico? No, I've never. 
my sister was actually she went to Italy for uh, it was one of the high school trips. A couple, I think her freshman year she went there, mm-hmm. but I, I, I was never there though. Yeah. yeah, like I never went outside the country at all. Oh, uh, you gotta go! Like, yeah, so many. Yeah, I've been to so many. I think I've been to like twenty-five states, like U.S. states, but not outside the country. Okay, yeah, I lived. I lived also, so I finished UCLA a year mm-hmm. early, and then I knew also like span like speaking Spanish for baseball was going to be important, and I'd taken oh, yeah. Spanish like through like basically first grade through high school. Like went past AP Spanish and then didn't take it. I was gonna minor in college, but then realized I could finish a year early if I didn't mm-hmm. minor. And then instead of just like taking classes to like learn the language and the culture in a classroom in LA, like I'd be better off just going and living, you know, in a Spanish speaking country for a year. So yeah. mm-hmm. I just moved to Madrid, like got a job, found an apartment that was super scary too. just like didn't know a single person kind of forgot like a lot of my Spanish it's also like sounds different over there the way they speak it and I was like oh what Mm -hmm. am I doing but that was really cool yeah definitely it sounds like a a really good learning experience to do something like that yeah like because then you get you know you get more confident about what you're doing and kind of learn how to live on your own and stuff like that yeah no for sure and you also kind of just like learn I think well like you kind of learn to just be comfortable like really comfortable with being uncomfortable which I think is a good skill to have you know yeah definitely yeah Uh, kind of switching topic topics here but um what is how many of the MLB stadiums have you been to? If you have you gone to all of them, or are there no. a, a certain amount that you've been to? Yeah. Um. So I've been to. I've checked. I'm trying to check off like a few more this um, this season too. But I think I've. Mm. I think I've been to. I want to say like. Seventeen. Okay. Eighteen, but I, like I'm missing a lot of the um, central. Like I don't think I have any from. The- nl central i like i it's hard for me to you know i don't know be motivated to go to some of those but i will i will go to them yeah well you're definitely beating me right now i only have i've been to six so okay which ones yeah i've I've been to san diego petco park and that was i think that's one of my favorites for sure okay yeah and then city field is pretty nice well yankee stadium i'm a yankees fan but i Yankee Stadium isn't the nicest for sure because Yankee, Yankee Stadium is really neat though. Like it doesn't mm. on the outside, like it doesn't look like a ballpark, you know. Oh yeah, but it's just like I've I like the old one better. It was definitely better. The like the the new one's almost kind of like a plastic replica of the old one. Yeah. And to me, but then I've also been to uh, Pittsburgh, PNC Park. Okay. Baltimore. Baltimore is my favorite. I think. Really? Yeah. I've heard, I've heard yeah, a lot of good things about Camden, but yeah, yeah, I've never been that, that one I still need to go to. I've never been mm-hmm. to PNC. Um, I'm going, I think, yeah, to City Field this year, but nice. yeah, I haven't been. Yeah. I'm definitely, I've, I live like three hours away from Philly and I still haven't gone to uh, Citizens Bank. Oh, really? So I've, I'm definitely trying to go there this year. Yeah, I, 
yeah, the like the Pennsylvania ones haven't been to, and mm. yeah, a lot of, like the central. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm. If you get a chance to go to Toronto, though, that's one of my favorites. Rod, like, oh, wow. Rogers okay. Center. Yeah, highly yeah. recommend that one. Yeah, I'll definitely try to get out there, and then I'll. I haven't been to uh, Tiger Falls Niagara? yet. Yeah. I, I haven't. I haven't been there. I, so I definitely want to. Yeah, if I if I go to Toronto for a game, I'll definitely go to that too. Yeah, Toronto's a really neat city. Like, to be honest, I would I wouldn't mind living there. Oh, well, mm-hmm. except for the fact that it's Canada. Like, I'd rather live in America. But um, like, yeah, it's a really pretty city. Reminds me somewhat of like Chicago. Um, it's like it has more of like a small town ish vibe compared to like New York mm-hmm. City or something. But also, like, if it weren't for winter, like, I learned while living in New York City that I'm just, like, not meant for winter. So. Oh, yeah. I, I used to be – I used to kind of be into, like, skiing, but I'm, I kind of fell off of doing that. So now I just kind of feel like I want to be in somewhere warmer. Yeah. I don't, really, I don't really like winter unless I'm skiing, which I haven't really done. So. Right. But see, like, you come to California, and I mean, I used to go a fair amount, like, to go snowboarding up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, you know, a few hours, like, driving there. But, like, I'm all, yeah. I'm all for going to snow. I just don't like snow coming to me. Oh, yeah. That's kinda, true. Kind of where I draw the line. <laughs> yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I think that's me, too. I just... I don't like having to deal with it when I'm driving yeah. either. Like it's just annoying. So you um, um, have a sponsorship with Fabletics. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? What's how did that get started and everything, everything like that? I, I mean, I'm guessing a lot just from my background as an athlete, like mm-hmm. a gymnast. Um, they tend to work with a lot of, um, you know, athletes like that or a former gymnast I know that they do stuff like partnerships sponsorships with so just I ended up starting to kind of grow my Instagram a lot of because I think ultimately like when I make the switch to becoming an agent you know I think it's really important to market players off the field and to utilize you know all different uh, social media platforms for all sorts of like like endorsement deals partnerships sponsorships whatnot I think that's something that a lot of players are missing out on so I figured Mm -hmm. you know like best practice kind of would be to initially like start growing mine that's what you know my you know whole thing is going to be about um or a big part of you know being an agent whatnot like I should have a marketable um, or you know marketable social media platforms as well so start kind of growing my Instagram a lot of with like mm. fitness stuff um, and traveling and whatnot and they ended up like reaching out to me just about a you know working together so started doing that probably like six months ago seven months ago but I love their stuff yeah it's like it's Kate Hudson um, it's her company like the actress so it's a cool oh, okay yeah, it's a, it's a good mm-hmm. line. Like, they actually make some pretty, like, good, like, quality uh, workout gear that mm-hmm. isn't necessarily priced, like, Lululemon or something, you know. It's more expensive, but, so, yeah. 
Yeah, that sounds sounds pretty cool too. So, what are your kind of your, some of your favorite cl- like clothing to wear for with with them? Um, they have really great like I mean leggings. Um, they mm-hmm. just started. I don't know if their shoe line is brand new, but like I just they just started sending me shoes. Um, which they're actually super comfortable. Um, I've always been like kind of all my like sneakers and whatnot for running and everything have always been Nike um, up until this point but um, even like when I was at UCLA our at the time UCLA was sponsored by Adidas so that was all we had mm-hmm. but I'll be honest like I was not a fan of Adidas shoes for running um, so mm-hmm. Nike I'm pretty loyal to when it comes to that but the fabletics like shoes are actually they're pretty good so far so i've been happy with them well that's good so this is this is going to be kind of be a random question but what would if you could only be on the beach or a baseball field which one would you choose and why oh that's a tough one because yeah I grew up like next to a beach. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to put you in a spot there. Oh yeah, you did. I know because I'm gonna feel bad like if I don't answer. I mean, I'm. I, yeah. I don't know. It would be a tough one. Okay, this is what I would say. It would depend on the weather. Okay, that makes sense. Like, okay, if it's gonna be bad weather, mm-hmm. I'd rather be on the beach just because I'm used to the beach and it's mm-hmm. like I grew up in NorCal, so we wear like I mean I'm used to wearing like sweatshirts to the beach and just like you know sitting by a fire or something on in the sand um so if it's bad weather I pick the beach but um if it's good weather baseball field I love you know love being there yeah I I don't know it's kind of tough for me too because I well I like to be I would like to be on a baseball field anytime right it doesn't matter it doesn't matter the weather but I also love the beach so yeah, I, I guess if I had to choose, though, it'd definitely be a baseball field, just because it's my it's basically my passion. And so, um, with your schedule, how do you like how do you balance like all the stuff that you do? Like if when it gets tough. To be honest, this is my schedule now is the most like flexible and mm-hmm. just easy to manage like schedule that I've ever had in my entire life. Like growing up as a gymnast like competing like at an elite level I was training you know eight hours a day plus going my parents sent me you know to a college prep school and you know I always had to get good grades and so it made me super disciplined um I'm I've always been really good at you know being on top of everything I've always I'm always the person that you know has you know an essay or an assignment or anything like done two weeks before it's due or whatever just because I've always had to be like that because of gymnastics and all of that so Mm -hmm. I've never had trouble I guess like with time management or any of that just like the fit like fitness and um and still you know no matter what um even when I get slammed with stuff or it's super busy or I'm in the height of like you know contract season or whatever just being you know, making sure if, you know, if I have to wake up an hour earlier to go run or whatever, like being, making, like staying active and working out, um, I think helps like my mental side and, um, just keeping me sane. So Mm -hmm. 
just prioritizing that and sleep and you know sometimes having to give up obviously like social things but yeah 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 that's that's definitely something i have to work on because i'm i'm awful with like time management i i always do things at the last minute and i always like end up killing myself doing it like all at once oh see yeah i can't do that like i have to I have everything. I get so mad at people when they ask me to do things like at the last minute when they've known about it for like a long time, because I don't know, like, I don't like the anxiety of having, you know, that pressure to finish it. That's not to say like, I perform my best always like when I'm under pressure in the moment, Mm -hmm. I have to perform, but like getting stuff done when there's just an anxiety of a deadline like I just I would rather I would do a much better job if I you know was not pressured to finish it right away yeah I should probably do that more often too because I I always end up you know doing things not the right way or whatever if I do it that last second it's just I always like end up saying like afterwards like why didn't I do this sooner I should have just done it when it was when I was told it was it was a thing like yeah. So, so I definitely have to try to manage my time a lot better. So, next question: um, What was what would you say is your favorite sports moment that you've seen in person? So it's kind of a it's, it's probably another tough question. You've probably seen a lot. Sports moment. Yeah, sports moment that you've been like you've seen like you were at the game yourself. I would say the world like. 2016 series um seven when rajay davis hit the home run in what was it in the ninth yeah to tie the game that was such like a Mm -hmm. i don't know just like a holy shit moment i thought there was no Uh, way there's no way they're coming back you know oh yeah definitely that was that was definitely one of my favorite world series games to watch yeah that was a i mean just the indians off to that great of a start and then mm-hmm. you know the cubs like coming back and you know with their the curse and all of that like it was just it was a fun fun series and i thought like i thought the game seven i thought it was over and then yeah davis yeah. Makes that and like i just I, i've never been so just oh my god yeah that must have been awesome to be at like I can't imagine how it was in the stadium, like, to be at the game. Yeah, there were – but there were a lot – to be honest, I think in the stadium there were more Cubs fans, even mm-hmm. though it was at Progressive, like, the Indians' home park, um, which I know, like, a lot of Indians players weren't that happy about just because Indians fans – like, Indians fans were selling their tickets to Cubs players. It's not that far for, you know, them Cubs fans to come from Chicago – um mm. and you know cubs fans were willing to pay an arm and a leg for it so yeah <laughs> but yeah what was what would be your top or your favorite sports moment well i haven't really been to too many i want to go to more but i i think the one i think my favorite was when aaron judge hit his first home run in his first at bat because that was yeah yeah and then well t- and then tyler austin hit the hit, a, hit his first two out right after that's awesome, yeah. What was, like, the feeling, like, after that, after the home run? Was that, like, everybody, all the crowds going crazy and all that? Like, what did it feel like to be? Yeah, it was, like, but like... also just because there were so many Cubs fans, like, mm-hmm. it was, like, 
your heart just sank. Like you could feel people's hearts sink in the stadium, but then also the sporadic like Indian fans. I've have never been more like just life injected back into them. And then Mm -hmm. it was just the whole thing like just ended up like so dramatic. You had the rain delay. Um you know, and then obviously the Cubs, Cubs come back and win, um, which, you know, look, it's hard to hate. Like, it doesn't matter which side you're rooting for. Like, it's hard to be mad at the Cubs. Like, they were such, they were such like the lovable losers, you know, and after mm-hmm. the curse. Yeah. Like, so that was just a great, um, I don't know. You know, the Indians, like, no one expected them to make it as far as they did to begin with and i mean they played their hearts out what more could you yeah. ask like, they got to a game seven you know they had was their beat reporter or beat reporter writer um like hoynes had written i think it was like in september or something like september 17th or whatever when mm-hmm. uh carlos carrasco broke his hand got hit by a pitch broke his hand and he wrote mm-hmm. like the indians postseason you know just ended before it even began um, oh yeah and like everyone was all upset and you know they had like two of i think like kluber was out they had all their basically like, their top starters were out you know no one really had any expectations and they just kind of rolled through the first you know the alds the alcs and so it was just cool i mean that was yeah that whole postseason i think um and get to the world series yeah. like didn't I, it was great either way however the outcome yeah, it definitely was, and well, me personally, I was rooting for the Cubs just because I, well, a lot of people were just because they wanted to see yeah. the curse being broken. But you know, if you get, I still kind of felt bad for the Indians just because they, they're they're still in a pretty long curse as well. So yeah, well, now don't they have the like, longest curse now? Yeah, isn't it like I think it's like fifty some years now. I think they're at sixty. I thought they were at like sixty. Oh really? I didn't. I didn't think it was that long. Oh. Yeah, I think it's bad. I think it's like I want. I think it's sixty-nine. Yeah. What do you think they're gonna do? Like with their, like, are they gonna make any trades at the deadline? Do you think? I like. To be honest, I think that they're gonna be sellers at the deadline, mm-hmm. I, like, yeah. unless their offense changes. Uh, I I just I can't see them. I can't see them beating the Twins right now. Um, mm-hmm. and then also like when you like what they did in the off season with like they kind of did a fire sale, but for the most part they just didn't resign anyone, right? So it, it kind of yeah. And I I don't even I don't remember if they came out and said it or not, but it was basically understood that they weren't trying to win the they weren't trying to win the whole thing. They, their goal was look like, we'll win the central, we'll win our our division and, you know, kind of keep the fans happy. But we understand like, we're still trying to rebuild, which is, you know, why they kind of got rid of a lot of the players and during the off season that they did. And, you know, if you look from at last year, it was like a shoe in to win their division. I think they were a little overconfident and, you know, maybe just didn't realize the possibility that their offense could perform as poorly as they are right now. But, you know, so they just assumed like, look, we'll win our division and we're not really going to make a run for it in the postseason. We're not really trying to, because we're trying to rebuild. Mm-hmm. So in a year or two, we can really make a run. 
And now, like, if that's all they're now they're already behind the twins how many games like i just feel like what's the point of not like what's the point of holding on to them at this point like they're players when all you're going to try to do is really just make a run to win the division but nothing else Mm -hmm. just sell yeah i definitely agree with that i just think that they're even if they even if they can overtake the Twins, yeah, like you said, they're not really going to do anything in the playoffs anyway. Right. So, so yeah. I mean, it's not like you have a, so, the Mariners, like, fan base who, like, haven't even been there in a out, you know? Like, yeah, you've gone knocked out now, like, three to – or the last, like, two, um, you know, mm-hmm. round. Like, you're not really planning on going far deep into it anyways. Like, I still think they should have – traded at least Kluber or Bauer in the offseason anyways so yeah that's what I thought they were gonna do but I don't know maybe I, f- I feel like they will end up trading well, at least one of them like at the at the deadline yeah except yeah. it's gonna it would have to be Bauer I mean wh- how are you gonna trade Kluber when he's injured yeah that's I, that's what I think too yeah so yeah I don't know it's just there's a lot definitely teams- a lot of teams What's that? Yeah, what teams do you, what teams do you think would be like in the or would be most trying to make a trade for like Bauer? Um, well, as a Yankees fan, I've, I'm kind of hoping they do, but I don't know if it's going to happen. But I think maybe the, the Twins, the Twins definitely use somebody. Um, yeah, but the Twins Indians aren't going to trade to the Twins. Oh yeah, they definitely wouldn't do that, but. I did, well, that's, the Twins are just somebody. I, I mean, that just needed an extra arm, which I think they, the Twins can definitely use. They might go after uh, Keuchel, yeah, because like, he's still out there. So he might. They might go after him. But I don't know. This. I think I feel like the maybe the National League East might be one of the teams in there might go for him. Yeah, I, I for for Bauer. I could see. Well, I could see also like Tampa. Or like yeah, San Diego. Oh yeah, I definitely I kind of feel like they're just they're gonna try to get him out of the AL, like if they don't want to have to face him and like even if they if they don't want to face him in the postseason like next year or whatever. Yeah, but his. Oh. Well, yeah, yeah, that that's true. Um, yeah, to kind of close it out here, last question is uh, if you can if you could give one piece of advice to someone trying to achieve their goals or dreams, what would that be? Probably just like decide whatever your goal is, um, no matter Mm -hmm. how crazy it seems to everyone else. If you, if it's something you want to do and it's something you think you can do, like go for it. And you're going to, you literally are just going to fail your way to success. Like every you gotta like, appreciate the small victories. It's like one step closer to having success, but like you gotta trust that. Yeah. You know, it's it's gonna work out. Like you just have to be disciplined and stick to it. And you know, that's that would be my my best advice. Yeah, well, that's that's really good advice. I I'll definitely use that advice for my like myself. Like even me, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get to where I want to be. Like I know my my goals are just to kind of be in 
I want to be in the sports industry in some way. Like, I don't know, it's, I, maybe it just says a journalist or something like that, but I definitely, like, even just working in, around baseball at all, it would be awesome. Like, yeah. any kind, in any kind of way. Yeah. So I'm just, well, I'm just, just trying to get there. Yeah. Well, keep, I mean, keep doing what you're doing and, mm-hmm. um, you know, knocking on all the doors that you have to and getting your name out there and, you know, don't let, like, you know, just because it, you don't have immediate success, like that, like don't mm-hmm. give up yet. You gotta no. keep, you know, keep grinding, and usually, like, good things happen to people who put in the work. Yeah, definitely. You can't, you're not gonna get anywhere if you don't even try. But you miss, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for having. That was fun. Enjoy talking baseball. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I've, I know you have a busy schedule, so I appreciate you make, making the time to come on. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun. Enjoyed it. Yeah, so thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been uh, Alex Keeler, your host for Too Much Podtar. And I had on with, on with me today, Rachel Luba, and we had a pretty good conversation here about a lot of things. So hope you all enjoyed and come back next time for another episode. We'll be back back again on Monday for a brand new episode with with everybody else that's gonna be uh, gonna be on. So see you next time. <laughs>